0: Well, I hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving because a brand new COVID variant just dropped over the break. We'll tell you everything you need to know about Omicron, the scary new variant that's out just in time for election year. An increase in heart attacks continues to garner the attention of pretty much anyone that's been paying attention and hold on to your Twitter accounts because the platform just promoted a radical new CEO. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for the show. I hope you guys had a great and relaxing Thanksgiving. I'd imagine it would have been very easy to do if you weren't paying attention to the media. But if you were, as I just said, we have a new COVID variant that just dropped that we're supposed to be very, very afraid of, guys. But before we jump into the show and all of this scary new news, please remember to leave a five-star review on the podcast if you like it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. Please go give the show a five-star review. I read every single one. It's a free and easy way to support me. Also remember, you can go to locals, .locals savsays.locals.com to support my work further and go to savsaysofficial.com as well to always get access to my work, to my banned videos that have been deleted here off of YouTube. And without further ado, let's jump straight into the show because we have a lot Going on. We had a lot that broke over the break. Like I said, it was supposed to be a relaxing Thanksgiving where we were all spending time with our families. We were able to come back to work refreshed and happy about the state of our nation. But no, absolutely not. We had a new variant that broke. Now, before we get into the news about that, because I'm going to tell you guys basically the top three things you need to know about this variant, the media, of course, is hyping it up to be a very terrifying thing. I'm essentially saying that it's um, the indication that we'll be going into another wave of lockdowns. That is why we titled the show something similar you know, to that. Because that's what I'm predicting is going to end up happening. And why? It's because we're seeing the exact same thing play out that we previously did at the start of all of this nonsense back in 2020. We are now almost two years into this. And the fear is still going strong for many across the nation. And hopefully we don't have to fear a second wave of lockdowns or another wave of lockdowns. We'll see what ends up happening. But before we jump into that news, I want to focus in on three media stories here, starting off with this tweet from CNN. It's about the Wakosha black supremacist terror attack that happened when Daryl Brooks drove his SUV into a Christmas parade that left, I believe it's eight now dead and over 40 injured children included in that mortality number, unfortunately. Now, CNN says Wakosha will hold a moment of silence today, marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring a score of others. Focus there is on the moment of silence, marking the week since a car drove through a Christmas parade. A car. Now, imagine if this was a parade of Black Lives Matter members or a Black Lives Matter march and a white supremacist who openly stated that he did not like Black people, drove through it. The media reporting would be very, very different. For example, we're still hearing about Charlottesville to this day. Now, another thing we should be focused in on, this story from the conservative brief. Hunter Biden paid tens of millions to spread Chinese influence in the United States. Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, was paid handsomely to the tune of $10 million annually and an $80,000 diamond ring to help spread Chinese influence in the United States, a new report has claimed. And then finally, from Axios, CNN anchor Chris Cuomo used his contacts to collect information about the woman accusing his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, of sexual harassment to get ahead of emerging media coverage relating to the scandal. New evidence shows. Now, what do all three of these stories have in common, everybody? I'll give you guys a hint the media. The media is in control of the narrative in all three of these very different situations, whether it is the underreporting of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's sexual assault allegations or the fact that he killed tens of thousands of elderly people with his COVID response, whether it's the Wakosha Christmas Parade terror attack that was held out by a Black supremacist that the media refuses to touch on and is already out of the news, or, you know, if we're focusing on the other story that we brought up there. What does the media have to do with all of these things? They're in control of the narrative. They're in control of what is reported on. And we're focusing in on this first because it's a beautiful example of how, again, Hunter Biden, not reported on by the media. Big tech went so far as to Hinder the New York Post from being able to share their link at all. They straight up banned it because they said that it was uh, irresponsible reporting, that it was a privacy issue. So we couldn't report during election season that Joe Biden's son had this horrendous laptop filled with a lot of really dirty secrets. And, you know, we've also reported on Hunter Biden's foreign ties to various countries. Yeah, that wasn't allowed to be reported. And the media wouldn't touch it either because journalism is dead in this country. Kosha Black supremacist terror attack already out of the media because they control the narrative and that's not politically advantageous for them. And then again, Andrew Cuomo, his brother who works at CNN, one of their most famous talking heads there, allowed to control the narrative on that story as well. Now we started off with that because I want us to get into the mindset of what we're all living through, psychological warfare with the media, before we delve into the scary new variant that's hit the entire world ahead of election season here in America, specifically ahead of 2020. Now, per USA Today, global risk of Omicron variant is very high. Biden urges vaccinations, masks, judge blocks vaccine mandate, latest COVID-19 updates. Now, let's remember what happened in 2020 at the beginning of all of this insanity. Number one. The media went crazy. Number two, I have them all written down here. We shut down our borders. Number three, we had that introduction of face masks. Number four, we had all of those alphabet organizations like the CDC and the World Health Organization covering for China. And then that led us to our shutdowns. Now, I'm going to lay out what's currently going on right now because it pretty much mirrors perfectly what we saw at the beginning of 2020 when the initial lockdowns took place. But first off, let's talk about Omicron and where it originated from, if we should be scared of it, if it's something to worry about. Well, apparently, because it was found to be in South Africa, per Axios, South Africa says it's being punished for detecting the new COVID variant. Now it was South Africa who, of course, detected this and warned the world of it. And they're now saying that on Saturday, although new variants have been detected in other countries, the reaction to those countries is starkly different to cases in Southern Africa. Apparently, they say that excellent science should be applauded and not punished And this latest round of travel bans because we've since uh, blocked travel from a couple of countries in Africa to the U.S. because of this new variant. They're saying that this is a punishment for South Africa for its advanced genomic sequencing and ability to detect new variants quicker and then they go on to say that their immediate concern is the damage that these restrictions are causing to families, the travel and tourism industries and business, South African foreign minister Naledi Pandor said in a statement. So South Africa out here feeling like they're being punished for detecting this new this new variant, they're 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 wondering why that is and why is that? Why would South Africa feel like they're being punished for detecting this new covid variant and also why are we seeing the reaction that we are seeing from our our media over here in America? Well, maybe, let's let's start off with the fact that South Africa is already reporting that the Omicron variant symptoms are unusual, but mild. That's what their doctors are immediately coming out and saying, they're saying, well, unusual, but mild. And if you even go into what these symptoms are, um, one of these doctors is quoted saying, it presents mild disease with symptoms being sore muscles and tiredness for a day or two, not feeling well, the doctor goes on to say, so far, we have detected that those infected do not suffer the loss of taste or smell. They might have a slight cough. There are no prominent symptoms of those infected. Some are currently being treated at home. She talks about a six-year-old girl having a very interesting case. She had a high temperature, a high pulse rate, and she was, the doctor was going to admit her, but then followed up two days later, the little girl was fine. Now, Honestly, this kind of just sounds like cold and flu season to me. But I don't know. Apparently, it's this scary new variant. But South African doctors reporting that the symptoms unusual, but mild. Now, another very interesting thing to point out in South Africa is that alternative media, of course, on the right specifically, was talking about how South Africa has the lowest vaccination rates and they were also hit with the lowest amount of covid cases. This is an article from the New York Times back in September. It says most African countries missed a target to vaccinate 10% of their people. From the World Health Summit, vaccination rate in African countries is too low. In African countries, the the vaccination rate is still mostly in the single digits. This is due on the one hand to a lack of vaccine and logistics, and on the other hand, to people's lack of confidence in the vaccine. This was published in october and then we go to the beginning of november of this year south africa continues to record low record low COVID-19 cases, and then all the way to November 19th from First Post, why Africa, which has less than 6% of people vaccinated, is least affected by COVID-19. Some researchers say lower rates of urbanization, genetic reasons, or exposure to other diseases may have spared the continent the more lethal effects of the virus so far. And I do want to point this out really quickly because they're talking about exposure to other diseases. Are they saying that if you were naturally exposed to other viruses, it makes your natural immunity stronger and therefore more resistant to other viruses. Is that what this article is saying right now? It's almost like we've been touting natural immunity for almost the past two years at this point. Pretty crazy. Also, I'd like you all to know that this is an article from the Associated Press that I am reading from. First post is the one that initially posted it or they, they kind of like embedded that article. Sometimes these different news organizations will do that. They'll take the original article from the Associated Press, like they did here in First Post, and then essentially like reword it a little bit and then post the article themselves. But this headline coming from VAP again, White Africa has less than 6% of people vaccinated and is least affected by COVID. So conservative media, alternative media was pointing this out. And then a week later, all of a sudden we have the Omicron variant coming out and everyone in the West is freaking out about it, even though South African doctors immediately came out and said that the symptoms are mild and they're a little bit unusual, but it's not something to freak out about. Let's go even further as to why South Africa may feel like they're being punished and the difference in reporting between the South African officials and the people here in the West. Now, this has not been reported very widely in the news, and you can imagine why. The Botswana government from their official blue checkmark Twitter account, put out their media release regarding the latest variant. And they say the preliminary report revealed that all four of the people who had the Omicron variant had been fully vaccinated for COVID-19 as part of the continuing investigations into the virus to establish and contain its local transmissions. Contact tracing has revealed close contacts who are currently awaiting their results and the public will be informed regarding the outcome of the exercise. And let's go ahead and reiterate the most important part of this media release. The preliminary report revealed that all four of those people had been fully vaccinated for COVID-19. And they were the ones who were first found to have this new strain, this new variant of covid Leading many to ask the question, is this the vaccinated variant? It feels like the vaccinated are the ones that keep creating these new variants. I'm just telling you guys what other people are saying. And I'm also accurately reporting what South African officials are saying because the media refuses to touch that. Now, the majority of sane people in our world who are done with this nonsense have lived through this for two years already they've either gotten covid they now have natural immunity or they've chosen to gotten va- have gotten vaccinated and then they still got covid and then got natural immunity or had had some worse adverse effect various people various reactions we're not all the same now the average person who's been living through this sees that this has been a lot of fear porn that's been played out by the media and they say you know what okay if COVID is here to stay, then I'm going to make my body as healthy as possible. I'm going to supplement. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go outside in the sun. And I'm going to take care of my own health and take care of my own responsibility, which is to make sure that I don't die from COVID-19. That's the basis of it. We all realize COVID's never going away. It's something that's a part of our everyday lives. The media, Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris- Take your pick of all these crazed politicians want to tell you that COVID will be eradicated and that's the only way we're going to get out of this, but it's never going to be eradicated. It's going to be around forever and new variants will continue to be created, especially during election years. Now, remember in 2020, we saw a lot of politicization around COVID because it was election year. We saw the media viciously attack Donald Trump's response to this. A lot of people on the right saying, oh, Joe Biden shutting down travel from African countries is xenophobic because he said it was xenophobic when Trump did it. We're not making that point here because the bigger issue at hand is that this is an indication of another round of lockdowns. This isn't the time to point fingers and say, oh, Joe Biden, remember when, when you called Trump xenophobic for doing the same thing? Yeah look at this tweet. It didn't age well. Okay. This isn't about tweets. This isn't about hypocritical takes, which we know Joe Biden and his entire administration and literally any liberal or Democrat are full of. It's about the fact that this is an indication of second lockdowns, and we need to be very mindful and aware of that. Now, going back to my list, how did all of this start out back in 2020? It started off with media hysteria. Fast forward to the end of 2021 the Daily Mail scientists sound alarm over new worst ever super mutant COVID variant that could make vaccines 40% less effective as the UK and Israel banned travel from South Africa and five other countries, but passengers will continue to stream into the U.S. Now, we have since banned travel from various countries as well. We'll get into that here in a second. But quick question here. Israel and various other countries with extremely high... Vaccination rates. Uh, I, I want to say I'm going to butcher the name of this territory again, but essentially Israel, country at the highest vaccination vaccination rates. Uh, Gilbatrar, I always butcher that. It's the territory in the UK. They were the territory that was said to have the Gibraltar. Sorry, I'm bad at pronouncing things. I want to pronounce words the way that they're they're written. But Gibraltar, Gibraltar, which was a UK territory, they had very high vaccination rates. Israel, they had extremely high vaccination rates and then they saw all of these upticks in COVID cases and now they're on their third or fourth boosters and we're seeing them lockdown down all over again. Nobody in the media is asking the question as to why that might be. All we're seeing over here in America is our media going absolutely crazy and saying that this is a super deadly new variant and we all need to be very afraid. Now, Joe Biden has already come out and said that we won't fight Omicron with more lockdowns. Well, Joe Biden also said that he wouldn't be mandating vaccines. Joe Biden promised a lot of things, and he pretty much backtracked on almost every single one, I would say. He's been an awful president, an awful leader. And if Joe Biden's promising not to lock down, pretty much anything that he says, I would believe the opposite of. So essentially, Joe Biden is promising another wave of lockdowns. You yeah, heard it here first, folks. Just kidding. Anybody with common sense could see that this is where this was leading up to. Now, Media hysteria, lying politicians. What's the next phase in this that we saw in 2020? We saw the U.S. imposing travel bans. And fast forward to 2021, U.S. imposes travel ban from eight African countries over Omicron variant. The United States will bar entry to most travelers from eight Southern African countries starting on Monday after a potentially more contagious new coronavirus variant was identified in South Africa. Africa. So we have the media going crazy. Remember, they had those COVID trackers. We were counting every single dead person in the freaking world in America. Everyone was freaking out. They were glued to their TVs to see what was actually going on in the world because we were all locked in our houses. So the media went crazy. And then we shut down our borders. And then what happened after we shut down our borders? We then saw that introduction of face masks and social distancing and all of these quick fixes to help us survive COVID nineteen. Liana Wen, who's a CNN contributor, medical analyst, and former Planned Parenthood leader president, says, "I agree with President Biden's travel restrictions, but he needs to do more to fight Omicron." She says that he needs to strengthen travel protocols because right now there are too many loopholes. She says he needs to push out more boosters. He needs to implement the long overdue COVID-19 vaccine requirements for domestic air and interstate train travel. She says he needs to commit to widely available free home testing for all Americans. Urge states, local, and business to re-implement indoor masks for the unvaccinated. So there you guys go. We are seeing the reintroduction and the re-implementation of all of these pointless and useless fake scientific quick fixes that were allegedly supposed to save us from the most deadly virus in history yeah it's pretty dangerous but um as long as you're wearing your face mask to walk into the restaurant you can take it off when you sit down that's all good that's all good yeah we're all in an airplane uh, jam-packed and we're all breathing the same oxygen well if you're eating crackers you know the period in the flight when you're most at risk because you are opening your mouth and you have fluids coming out of your mouth while you chew and you're also using your fingers which you've already, you know, touched the entire airplane and your seatbelt and everything else with, and then you're taking food and putting it into your mouth. Well, the, the point in the flight where you're most at risk to actually get sick from a virus, that's when you can take your face mask off because um, of science. So again, we're seeing that reintroduction of face masks and lockdowns. And then we're seeing alphabet organizations covering for China. Now, remember, at in 2020, The World Health Organization immediately came out and said that China did a great job with their response to COVID, that nobody needs to be condemning China, that China's amazing, China is great. We had the World Health Organization covering for them. We had various people here in America not even wanting to ask questions or worldwide leaders want to do any investigation into why COVID-19 leaked out of a Wuhan lab. And people were called conspiracy theorists for well over a year for saying that gain of function research was involved with this and then trying to tie Dr. Fauci to to it. remember that Rand Paul was at the forefront of calling Dr. Fauci out for this. And Dr. Fauci to this day is like, I am science. I am the ultimate ruler of everybody's life. If Ted Cruz and Rand Paul are calling me out for my gain of function funding in Wuhan, well, they need to be investigated for January 6th. That's how Fauci is deflecting now because he knows he messed up. He knows what he did. He knows all of the awful and egregious experimentation that he's been a part of whether that's with humans or animals and so that's why he's deflecting right now but of course we have world health organization again skipping that greek letter g and naming the new covid variant it is called omicron because per CNN and all of the media who are covering for the World Health Organization and saying that it's not weird that they skipped the next two letters in the Greek alphabet when naming this. Well, they say that they skipped G. They they skipped nu which is before G because nu would have been too confusing, new variant, new too super confusing. Let's not do that to the people. And then we had to skip G. What's their reasoning? Because it's a popular surname, guys, and we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. The surname of the Chinese president, the same country That was involved with leaking COVID-19 on the world. Oh, please don't make those ties, anybody. Just look the other way as the World Health Organization skips the Greek letter of G and naming the new COVID variant. We also have CDC Director Rochelle Walensky lauding the success of China's really strict lockdowns. So we have our CDC director now saying... That China did a great job with their lockdowns. We should all applaud China. Don't investigate them. Just praise them all the time. And let's look to China for how we should be handling things. I also think that it's absolutely ridiculous that nobody is questioning China's numbers. They were the epicenter of this outbreak. And for some reason, our CDC director believes China on its face when it says that they have record low cases because they locked everyone down. Now I was following COVID at the beginning of this, back in November of 2019, when it was first released in China, I was uh, reporting on Hong Kong issues. So I was already really focused in on that region. And there was a lot of really disturbing videos coming out of China where people were throwing their pets out of windows because they couldn't feed them any longer people were jumping out of their windows because they couldn't get out. Chinese police were coming and arresting people if they had the audacity to leave their apartment buildings. People were being rounded up and thrown into trucks. There were a lot of weird videos going around. The WeChat was disabled. A lot of whistleblower doctors and citizens who were trying to tell the rest of the world what was going on back in November of 2019, maybe even earlier than that. They were all silenced. And nobody questioned the Chinese government, the World Health Organization, and in- instead came out and said, it's fine. It's okay you know, I mean, China, they're they're doing a good job. It's not a big deal. Just look away. That's how they handled this. And now to this day, almost two years into this, we have those same organizations covering for China yet again, as our media whips up a frenzy and hysteria in our country, as the re-implementation of face masks comes in. And as we see these Corrupt politicians like Governor Kathy Hochul of New York ordering a halt on elective surgeries amid this newest COVID spike. Governor Kathy Hochul signed an executive order Friday to postpone elective hospital surgeries, something that hasn't been done since the worst of the initial coronavirus outbreak last year. Hochul said she made the move to deal with staffing shortages and boost bed capacity amid an anticipated spike in new cases. So we are now seeing again the shutdown of New York, of these hospitals. And the circle is essentially complete. Now, all we're waiting for is for Joe Biden to come out on his little pedestal, read from his teleprompter that he's shutting down the entire country again. Because the media, looking at the accurate reporting of Omicron, South African doctors say the symptoms are mild, that it originated from the vaccinated. Well, the media can't have people in the West seeing that. The media can't have Americans Seeing this information, because how would they then continue to justify Joe Biden's destruction of our entire economy and the continued shutdown of our supply chain? How would they justify it? How would the Biden administration be able to face the American people knowing that they're doing this all for the controlled demolition of America without straight up and plainly admitting to it? The media would not be able to justify it, which is why the media refuses to report that this originated from vaccinated people, that the Omicron variant is nothing to be worried about because we have natural immunity, because these symptoms are mild. No, in the West, over here in America, everyone, the media, the politicians are doing exactly what they did in 2020 to get us back into another wave of lockdowns. And I have to point out, ahead of an election year, What was another big thing that happened in 2020 that led us to those questions of election fraud and an illegitimate election in 2020? Well, it was those mail-in ballots. People didn't trust them. And the justification for bringing in those mail-in ballots was the super scary variants and COVID and everybody dying out in the streets because we all remember that time. And hospitals were so overwhelmed that nurses had hours and hours a day to learn synchronized dances and put them out on TikTok to go super viral. Also, we had a PPE shortage that was so severe that they were dancing around in said uh, equipment and in said PPE because that's how dire the situations were. Also remember the two Navy ships, the Comfort and the Mercy that were sent to New York because hospitals were so overwhelmed, they weren't even used. Don't forget about the millions of taxpayer dollars that were spent to create extra hospitals and parking lots out of tents, never used. Yeah, how all that happened. One of the craziest moments for me was reading a New York Times headline that read, we're now essentially putting two people on one ventilator because the supply is running short. We're cracking into our emergency supply of emergency ventilators. Well, in New York, at the height of the pandemic, we never even used the emergency supply of ventilators. And on top of that, that New York Times article, if you read 15 paragraphs down, they didn't need to be putting two people to one ventilator. They were just doing that just in case. But they had enough ventilators. So I remember very clearly what we went through in 2020. And just like we did a three hundred sixty and we're reliving through all of this, I'm seeing it all happen again, all laid out, and the average conservative is more focused on owning Joe Biden on his xenophobic shutdown of the border from African countries. Yeah. No, let's focus on the fact that what's that, that what's what's really gonna happen is a second wave of lockdowns, people. Come on, guys. Please critically think in this situation. And instead of trying to own the Biden administration, realize that they need to be stopped because they are, again, involved in the controlled demolition of our entire country, which is why we keep seeing stories like this one come out from the Hill. Tensions emerge over redefining the fully vaccinated. If you've been following my reporting for a while, you'll know that this is not something new. But again, we're bringing it up because it's back in the news again. The redefinition of fully vaccinated. We're watching the rewriting of history right before our very eyes, and the media does a great job of making us all very used to and okay with this, which is why we saw in 2020 the media say, well, if you don't know the election results on election night, well, that's just okay, and that's normal, and they continue to push that at, that out, even though it isn't normal not to know the results of an election on election night, and now we're seeing similarly the media come out and saying, well, it's not Uncommon for us to redefine the science and the definitions that we have been dangling in front of people like a carrot as a way for, that they'll get their freedoms back if they keep listening to us. It's actually a normal thing. Now, I agree that science isn't absolute, it's constantly changing and moving and evolving. But the issue with the media and the issue with Dr. Fauci is that when this science does change and evolve, they don't own up to it and they don't tell us the truth about what's really going on. Instead, they try to keep us afraid and they just redefine words. They just redefine what gain-of-function means. They just redefine what fully vaccinated means. Going back into this article from The Hill, a debate is emerging around what it means to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 as some state and local officials push to change the definition to include an additional dose of coronavirus vaccines. Governors in two states in the past week indicated They think three shots are necessary for full vaccination. And those two governors are Governor Michelle Lujan of New Mexico, who says she thinks three doses should be considered fully vaccinated. And Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, who similarly said last week that he thinks booster shots are needed to qualify a person as fully vaccinated. So if you're living in Connecticut or New Mexico, heads up of what's coming your way, not only the redefinition of fully vaccinated, but if we do go into another wave of lockdowns and you've been double vaxxed, well, you're probably going to have to have your triple or quadruple booster to make sure that you're actually okay. Now, why do we push back and report on the vaccine so heavily every single time I do? I'm putting my entire YouTube channel at risk. It is still one of my biggest platforms for getting out information, which is why I encourage a lot of you to go to the podcast. Again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, SafSaysOfficial.com, because I'll always put the podcast out even if this platform goes down, because I refuse to bend the knee and we need to be talking about this information because it's very important. And let me not go on a tangent here and let's jump into what I'm talking about. The Defender, Children's Health Defense News and Views, Website says, exclusive, forced to get vaccine to remain on lung transplant list, 49-year-old who survived COVID dies after second Moderna shot. In an exclusive interview with The Defender, Amy Bullen said in order to be approved for a double lung transplant, her husband had to be fully vaccinated for COVID, even though he had the virus and recovered. After second Moderna shot, he developed a pulmonary embolism and heart condition and died before he could get those new lungs. Now, this is a very heartbreaking story of a 49-year-old Texas man who, again, recovered from COVID, but was required to be fully vaccinated. After his second Moderna shot, he developed a pulmonary embolism, an atrial fibrillation, a heart condition characterized by an irregular heartbeat, shortness of breath, chest pain, and extreme fatigue. And his wife goes on to say that it didn't make sense that her husband even had to be vaccinated for this procedure because he had already gotten uh, COVID. He was extremely immunocompromised. He struggled to take the flu shot. And uh, she said that they fought with the hospital because he would even end up in the ICU every time the flu shot that was given to him. But then eventually they gave in and they got the vaccinations because she's quoted saying, unfortunately, her husband was desperate. He was very sick. He wasn't feeling well. The thought of taking this vaccine or not having the opportunity to have a chance at life was not something that he was willing to gamble with. And then again, she goes on to talk about his lung condition, his heart condition, um, he was in the hospital being observed for his lung condition. He never, ever, ever had any rhythmic issues with his heart until after he got that second shot of Moderna. And of course, she questioned if it was the vaccine. And doctor said, no, this has nothing to do with it. And um, his doctors never provided an explanation for why he de- suddenly developed either condition Um, Amy said the risk of myocarditis following an mRNA vaccine was never discussed with them, despite her husband having had previous heart surgeries. And then she goes on to say that they put him on blood thinners, medications for his heart condition, and when he passed away, he was on 31 prescriptions. And he never had these problems beforehand. Also remember that back in June of this year, June 25th to be exact, that the FDA did update revisions on the fact sheet for Moderna and Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines regarding the suggested increased risk of myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, and pericarditis, the inflammation of the tissues surrounding the heart following vaccination. I'm showing you guys that because again, on YouTube, not only does the right have to make sure that their reporting is factual, but we also have to physically be able to corroborate what we're referencing right here because entire channels will be taken down for trying to share what could potentially be life-saving information. And that is absolutely disgusting. Now, this woman over Thanksgiving break as well, her name is B Craig on Twitter, put out a tweet sharing that um, essentially... She removed her original post to grieve with her family. There was no misinformation, but what happened was that apparently her daughter got vaccinated and four days later, cardiac arrest in a baby. I don't know if this was her daughter per se. The actual tweet reads, I removed my original post to focus on grieving with my family. There was no misinformation. What happened happened. A vax and four days later, cardiac arrest in a baby. So that's the exact tweet there. So we're being factually correct. And then if you read into the comments, other people are commenting. My co-worker's friend's daughter did not get the jab while pregnant. However, she did get it about six six months after the baby was born. She was still breastfeeding. Healthy baby died of cardiac arrest. Right after that, due to a reaction, that's what these people allege. Of course, medical doctors are not able to make that connection for some reason. The BBC put this article out this month as well. Investigation into a spike in newborn baby deaths in Scotland. Of course, they can't say what these deaths are linked to. They do have COVID listed in this article as a reason why, but only COVID, nothing else, no other variables in society that may be linking to this spike in newborns dying. Please remember as well that back in April of 2021, the CDC walked back the director's comments on COVID vaccines for pregnant women. CDC head director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said at a White House press conference on Friday that the CDC recommends that pregnant people, oh gosh, receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Walensky cited a new preliminary report from the agency that indicates that there is no evidence Moderna and Pfizer coronavirus vaccines pose a risk during pregnancy. But then the CDC said on Tuesdays that its guidelines for pregnant women who wish to receive that vaccine have not changed, blah, blah, blah they cautioned pregnant women to weigh the risk posed by the vaccine and the virus against one another. And the guidelines did not explicitly recommend that the women get vaccinated. So please remember that the CDC also walked back those comments. And we're also seeing because there has been a big uptick in heart failure, heart attacks, and it's had a lot of people worried. Uh, For example, we're seeing so many different I guess this would be called a collage of news articles. And we're seeing all of these headlines reading, why are heart attacks becoming common? Seemingly fit people from today. Depression worsening during pandemic, boosting heart disease risk. Cold weather and heart attacks. Cannabis use disorder may be linked to growing number of heart attacks. Physical activity may increase risk of heart attacks and heart attacks can be attributed to pandemic stress and poor diet. That's what this new rise can be focused in on. Well, I'm seeing another article from Study Finds that reads Aspirin increases the risk of heart failure by over 25%. Aspirin is one of the most common pain relievers in the world, but a new study finds it may be contributing to heart failure. And of course, they did this study because they realized that there were other studies promoting that taking aspirin, if you had COVID 19, could help with the sickness or it could even prevent COVID 19. So there you guys go. If you had COVID and you're vaccinated, but you took an aspirin, well, now that heart failure that you have is going to be attributed to the aspirin because doctors really can't say what else we could potentially attribute this to. From Yahoo News as well, Thousands more people than usual are dying, but it's not from COVID. And then if we read into this article, um, while focus remains firmly fixed on COVID-19, a second health crisis is quietly emerging in Britain, according to the Office for National Statistics. Since July 2nd, there have been over 9,000 excess deaths in England and Wales, of which 48% were not caused by COVID-19. Well, what were they being caused by then? If we look at the data from Public Health England, it shows that during that period, there were over 2,000 extra death registrations with ischemic heart disease, over 1,500 with heart failure, as well as an extra 760 deaths with cerebrovascular diseases, such as a stroke and aneurysm. Acute and chronic respiratory infections were also up Over 3,400 more mentions on death certificates than expected since the start of July. So a huge uptick there in heart disease, heart failure, strokes, aneurysm. And is anybody in the media going to ask what this uptick is attributed to? Is anybody going to ask what that weird variable is that is affecting some of the most fit and healthy people in the world. For example, Daily Mail put this article out. It's terrifying, but it's a coincidence. Leading cardiologist says footballers should not panic after five high-profile collapses, but insists all players need to be checked throughout their 20s and 30s. A spate of high-profile heart problems and collapses among professional footballers in recent weeks are likely to be a coincidence rather than an indication players are struggling to cope with the high-intensity game. Football has been rocked when three players were hospitalized this week after falling ill during training sessions or matches. Striker Charlie Wyke, 28, collapsed in training. John Fleck, 30, collapsed on the pitch at Reading. And Adam Treyer, 25, went down clutching his chest while playing in the Champions League. While the cause of all those collapses are being investigated, Barcelona striker Sergio Aguero, 33, was diagnosed with cardiac arrhythmia, having been forced off with chest pains in a 1-1 draw against Alaves last month and Espanic midfielder Emil Polassan, 28, required resuscitation after a cardiac arrest in October. I found this video. Let's go ahead and watch it very quickly. Just bringing together all of these headlines and all of these weird coincidences that keep happening. Something happened to one referees. He collapsed. He collapsed. (laughs) On On the second shot in Antigua a few days ago. We have a player down... There was a study done on, you know, like um, professional soccer players were having to be taken out of a game due to cardiac problems. You know, so somebody ran an analysis and they found out that in four months after vaccination rolled out, there are more events like this than in 20 years. Now, you can't say that's an underreporting factor or, you know, it's overreported or underreported. It has nothing to do with reporting. It's fully reported. It is in plain sight. There's no way to gain those numbers. So what's the explanation for? Hey, after the vaccines rolled out, why are these, why are these players dropping like flies on the field when that didn't happen before? Worldwide. Worldwide. Well, how is that happening? Oh, well, nobody really knows. Come on. Nobody knows. It's so obvious. So I'm going to put that video on my locals because if you're a podcast listener, you should go and actually read those headlines from those articles. Or you can even do this experiment yourself and go on Google and type in man dies after vaccination, woman dies after vaccination or athlete. Heart failure, athlete, heart attack, athlete collapses. For example, Gateway Pundit put this piece out. 24-year-old hockey star Boris Sadecki dies after collapsing on ice in cardiac arrest last Friday. Now, it's not confirmed if he was vaccinated or not, but 80% of the league is vaccinated If we look at the NHL here in America, uh, teams can suspend unvaccinated players for missing time that dropped. And also, I believe that there are only four NHL players that are since unvaccinated. That's what reports are saying. I don't know if I believe it. Who knows? But I would say keep your eye on NBA players, NHL players, MLB players, because if we have the most fit in our society dropping like flies. That should be a cause of concern, something that we should be looking into and maybe trying to address the underlying condition of. I don't know. So that's what's currently going on worldwide and here in America specifically. We are being, again, psychologically attacked because that's what this is. It's psychological warfare. And we know that the Biden administration and all of these people on the left who tout great fear over this new variant don't actually believe it. Because if they did, we wouldn't see stories like this from Axios. Scoop, Biden restarting Trump's Remain in Mexico policy. Now, the funny part about this is that Joe Biden... And of course, Kamala were crying about kids in cages and how evil Trump's remain in Mexico and border policies were, but they're now restarting it because of how out of control the border has become. But the most interesting part about this is that, Under court orders, the president will officially undo a key immigration problem, which will force asylum seekers to wait months in Mexico ahead of their immigration court hearings in the U.S. One difference from the program under former President Trump's administration, all migrant adults enrolled in Maine remain in Mexico will be offered the vaccine although it can't be required according to two government immigration officials. So just so we all understand what's currently going on here, we have American citizens who are being discriminated against. They can't go into specific bars and restaurants around the nation without their vaccine card. We have truckers, 2.3 million, who are threatening to quit because Joe Biden said that they had to be vaccinated to cross state lines and travel in the interstate. But you're telling me that the wide open border and the illegal immigrants who continue to break our laws and try to cross into our country to get in here, they are not required to get the vaccine. It's going to be offered, although it can't be required. So why is it being required for American citizens then? And many people have asked if the Biden administration truly cared about COVID as a pandemic, why the hell are borders open? Because he doesn't. Because nobody in the media cares about telling the truth. They don't. And as soon as you realize that, your life will become a lot easier. As soon as you realize that we're living through the biggest psychological experiment that we've ever seen, that we're all unwilling, I guess, experiments for Dr. Fauci and the government. This has been seen time and time again, and here we are living through it. Maybe the government's trying to push in another wave of lockdowns to see if the American people are smart enough to learn le- their lessons from the first time. I doubt it, unfortunately, because the media is very powerful and so are our various politicians. We'll see what ends up happening. But that's what we're all currently living through. And the sooner we all realize that the media is not our friends, that the government is not our friend, and that everything in our society is literally intended to kill us faster. And I say that because I've been doing a lot of research into seed oils and how we didn't have a lot of these heart disease and heart failure and high cholesterol before seed oils were introduced. I was reading into how Procter & Gamble gave a couple mil to the American Heart Association or the American, yeah, I believe it was the American Heart Association essentially trying to get them to push cottonseed uh, cotton seed oil because at the time the cotton seed oil was the cheapest thing that they could push on people. And they were like, Hey, tell them that uh, uh non-saturated fats are good for the people. And then, you know, Procter and Gamble then pushed out Crisco and all of these cotton seed oil and all these seed oil products ended up being brought out on the market. And, just like with our food supply, just like with big pharma, just like with the COVID protocol, Americans are all unwilling participants in this giant experiment. I don't know how else to put it. And the fact that we can't even speak about this because we're not allowed to by big tech is absolutely ridiculous. They say that we're dangerous because we're spreading misinformation. No, what's dangerous It's stopping the flow of information. I should be allowed to say whatever I want, and you should be allowed to have the ability to access the information that I'm talking about so you can fact check me, so you can do your own research into this, and so everyone has publicly available to them what's actually going on in this country. I'm a free speech absolutist. Everyone should be allowed to say whatever they want, but with that being said, we should have the ability to see every thought and opinion alongside that and all of the research back again but we know that google suppresses certain articles google suppresses certain websites videos youtube deletes people twitter deletes people instagram will remove posts if it doesn't go with the narrative we're all living through psychological warfare and that is the most important part of the omicron variant that you need to know that fear is the greatest virus and Americans need to learn their lesson that we should have learned the first time around this is nothing to fear and it's absolutely ridiculous to see South Africa's reporting on this versus America's reporting on this. And then you will understand between these two stark differences in reporting, what we are actually living through and where the true virus lies in all of our own minds, in our all of our own thoughts that... We have to be subservient and obedient to the government. The government doesn't care about you. Joe Biden doesn't care about you. Kamala Harris doesn't care about you. Pete Buttigieg doesn't care about you. If they did, we wouldn't see stories like this come out. Another flash mob smash and grab continues at high-end stores in Los Angeles. This one just came out three days ago. This is a new one, actually, because we all know that in all of these Democrat-run cities with uh, George Soros-funded district attorneys where these criminals are allowed out on low bail or just straight up let out the next day where these crimes aren't being prosecuted this is what this administration wants for the entire country more smash and grabs seth rogan was absolutely ratioed because this youtuber basically said that he got robbed in la it's a crime riddled third world shithole of a city and then he, he shouts out LAPD for arresting the guy who got all of their who stole all of their goods. And then Seth Rogan says, dude, I've lived here for over 20 years. You're nuts. It's lovely here. Don't leave anything valuable in your car. It's called living in a big city. And then the guy goes, I can still be mad though, right? I feel violated. And then Seth Rogan says, you can be mad, but I guess I don't personally view my car as an extension of myself. And I've never really felt violated any of the 15 or so times my car was broken into. And of course, anyone with common sense can see the hypocrisy there. 15 times If my car got broken into 15 times, that would probably bankrupt me unless you're a millionaire Hollywood, most likely pedophile like Seth Rogen. Maybe that was an unfair thing to say. Honestly, everyone in my mind in Hollywood is a pedophile with all of the ties they've had to Harvey Weinstein, to Jeffrey Epstein. Take your pick with it. But Seth Rogen, at the end of the day, pedophilia aside, is just like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. My car was broken into 15 times. And I'm going to use that as a subtle flex to say that I'm a millionaire. And so it doesn't really affect me. And so it shouldn't really affect you either. I'm like, private property, like property is never worth more than a human life, bro. Like it, it never is. And if you think that it's okay to shoot somebody because they break into your house and, you know, they try to steal all your stuff, you're the bad guy in society. If you think that, you know, Koreans, Try to protect their businesses from Black Lives Matter or from just straight up looters and rioters, if you think they're the bad guy, well, you'd be right because that is the society that we want. Anybody protecting their private property, they're awful and they need to be condemned. And your car should be broken into 15 times. Smash and grabs should become the norm because we just want a society where minority communities are paid the Louis Vuitton reparations that they deserve. That's the the left for you it's chaos it's controlled demolition i can't even be mad about it because it's like i mean that's it's what they're doing you know what i did over my thanksgiving break i researched all of the district attorneys in san francisco philadelphia new york all of these crime ridden areas because i really wanted to get to the core of why things are so bad and again it always links back to the district attorney being funded by george soros i'm going to put out a video on that because it's very important But that is the America that Joe Biden wants. The same Joe Biden who apparently is going to be running again in 2024, the White House confirms. Good luck with that, Joe. The people hate you and your entire administration, like Pete Buttigieg, who says, Families who buy electric vehicles never have to worry about gas prices. Again, a great and noble saying from Pete Buttigieg. It's the most elitist thing I've ever read in my life. If you're concerned about high gas prices, then just get an electric car. And sure, Hunter Biden was linked to, uh, you know, helping a Chinese firm buy an American-owned cobalt mind that helped them with their batteries for their electric car manufacturing but it's not really a big deal bro like it's good for the environment and just like buy an electric vehicle if you don't want to worry about high gas prices that's the biden administration right there now we also have more infighting with this administration truly anyone who is a democrat associated with this democratic administration ilhan omar got very upset with lauren bobert last week because lauren said that capitol police "'Could have mistook.' Ilhan for a terrorist if she had a backpack. I don't even know the exact quote here, but essentially there's beef here because Lauren Boebert made a couple of uh, anti-Muslim comments, if you will, and then Ilhan said that saying that she's a suicide bomber is no laughing matter, and that appropriate action needs to be taken, blah, 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 all of this words are violence nonsense. Jesse Kelly points out you're not a terrorist. You're an America hating Jew, hating communist with terrorist sympathies. A sane country would have deported you back to the dump you came from. Instead you walk the halls of Congress and try to destroy this country from within. And I said this many a time that America is a very strong country, which is why we have to be Trojan-horsed by politicians like Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Pressy, and AOC that will come in and destroy America from the inside. And we're seeing that happen in lifetime with the fact that this is even something in the news Remember when Paul Gassar put out the dope ass anime and then AOC cried about it in front of the house and there was all these hearings about Paul Gassar and he had to be censured because he put out a meme depicting AOC dying. I mean, absolutely ridiculous as people are so sensitive. And again, it goes back to the whole words or or violence thing, which is why Lauren Boebert, who has since doubled down on her rhetoric towards Ilhan. It's the only reason why this is in the media and in the news, because the right wing is always painted as terrorists. And then the left wing is allowed to run rampant and do whatever the hell they want. Now, let's look at the further degradation of our society as well, from the politicians who are Trojan horsing us and destroying us from within to the Biden administration, uh, you know, again, controlling the entire demolition of our supply chain, our economy and everything that makes this country great. Uh, We also have new news that the for the first time in history women may be included in any future military draft this is not something that i'm excited about in the least because men and women biologically are very different. And there's a reason that we send men out to war and not women. It's because biologically men are stronger. Men do better in leadership positions and in high stress environments. This has all been biologically researched. I'm not saying this because I'm a bigot or I'm anti-woman. I am a woman, but men do better in situations. Women do better in other situations. On the battlefield, I don't feel like women would be the most accurate at you know defending our entire country from gigantic russian or chinese men or korean men who have been breaking bricks on their abs with sledgehammers you think that that's just something i made up no i've literally played a video of korean soldiers who for kim jong-un were breaking bricks on their abs and had another guy like using a sledgehammer to do so you had the Russian military ads coming out where they're like climbing up mountains they're freaking jacked could probably break you in half with one arm and then you have the Chinese were telling their men to be masculine to stop playing so many video games that they need to be strong that America is the enemy and that they need to have a strong sense of nationalism for China That's our adversaries. And then here in America, we're like, yeah, bro, like we're super inclusive. Let's have women in our military. Also, let's lower all of our standards for like the SEALs and all of our top tiers of the military so women can feel included. Yeah. Awesome. Inclusivity. We also have, uh, you know, uh, going further into the just corrosion of our once great nation. Black Lives Matter pushes Black Christmas to seek to disrupt white supremacist capitalism and build the Black community. Yes, my friends, we have open racism in our country as well, because while other countries are focused in on making their men stronger, making their military stronger, the Pentagon over here and our intelligence agencies are worried about treating parents as domestic terrorists, uh, you know, keeping the political prisoners from January 6th in the worst conditions possible, and then uh, further per- pushing Black Lives Matter, which is continues to push segregation and racial division in our country and tries to disrupt white supremacy and capitalism. Now, the, the, The only thing we should be disrupting is black supremacy because that's the real problem in this country. And of course, the cherry on top of all of this is big tech coming in and censoring anybody on the right who's trying to warn people of what is going on in our country. Now, Twitter has elected a new CEO. Jack Dorsey has since stepped down. And the new CEO named Parag Agrawal says that uh, Twitter is not bound by the First Amendment. So that's this guy. If you guys have a Twitter account, you're, you're right, right-leaning right or, you know, just have common sense and you want to put common sense takes on Twitters, well, hold on to your account because the new CEO says that Twitter is not bound by the First Amendment. And uh, he also went on to say further as well that um, if they're not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? So there you go. That was his tweet unearthed from October 2010. This is the new Twitter CEO who hates white people. I would expect nothing less. I really wouldn't. Even further, uh, Robbie Starbuck points out that people shouldn't get too excited about Jack Dorsey no longer being Twitter CEO because the new CEO, Parag Agrawal, follows dangerous speech, a group funded by George Soros' Open Society Foundation, and after Trump's Twitter ban, he'd like tweets like this thread, comparing the right to ISIS. Yeah. So good luck to anybody who's still left on Twitter. Their account's not going to last long, friend, because the further... Rewriting of our history can't happen if we on the right are allowed to actually bring facts and information to the table about what's really going on. Now, let's talk about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial because that is in full swing and we're not really sure what's going on in the trial because, yeah a federal case apparently the media and cameras aren't where cameras are not allowed in the cases uh just to give you guys an example of who is involved in this per Jack Posobiec the federal judge over the Ghislaine Maxwell case is Allison Nathan an Obama appointee who worked as a special assistant and counsel in the Obama White House very interesting point made there another thing two headlines we're going to focus in on, both from the New York Post. Ghislaine Maxwell case details too sensational and pure for public, the judge says, which is why the public can't see what's going on in this trial. And then that same judge, Allison Nathan, who again we just read was a part of the Obama administration, uh, recommended to a higher court. So she's already been promoted after saying that these details are too sensational and impure for the public. Speculate what you will about that. The lead prosecutor in the Ghislaine Maxwell case is Maureen Comey. The of James Comey as well. Yes, the same former FBI director James Comey that led Russiagate and essentially lied to America and took us all on a pointless witch hunt against Donald Trump for literally no reason other than to spread real misinformation and undermine an entire presidency. So, That's all I've got for you guys today. I'd love to end on a more positive note, but my note of positivity actually would be to be aware now that you've watched the show and you're able to see the multiple angles of what's going on in society. I did a lot of research today because I wanted us all to see what is going to be laid out, what is going to be implemented in the next couple of months and how it's going to be implemented. Remember to look back in history to understand what is currently going on in the modern day. Do not be manipulated. Understand that this is psychological warfare. And realize that everything that the media says to you is essentially a lie. Even fact check me if you don't believe me on certain things. I advocate for everybody to make their own opinions and do their own research. Again, with that being said, if you like the show, if you would like to support me, please go to savsays.locals.com, where you can support me and find a lot of my band content. Or you can go to my website, savsaysofficial.com. Make sure to become a subscriber a lot of the time. YouTube loves to delete my videos, so you can always find them on my website. Or you can find the show via podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify, Podbean, or my website. Please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Helps me get boosted up in the charts, helps other people find the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Rabbit Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez.